Um, <laughs> that game sucked. There's no other way to put it. And now it is going to be this kind of day. We're Locked On Gators. We're going to talk about the Florida Gators and Kentucky Wildcats here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team. Every day, thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free. Just thanks. We are available daily and free wherever you get your podcasts. So we do that. Uh, someone commented about the chat being subscriber only. I do that a lot. Um, yeah, I, I do that for most of the live streams. So. I, I don't okay go ahead you you can subscribe immediately say whatever you want and then unsubscribe so that that doesn't make a ton of sense but welcome to another episode of lockdown gators part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day available daily free wherever you listen to the podcast i'm brandon olson find me on twitter at wns underscore brandon find all my written work with whole nine sports giants country nfl 33 um yeah that game sucked and there's really no other way to put it other than this Florida Gators coach, I just accidentally slapped the crap out of my computer. Um, this coaching staff should be nothing but embarrassed. Simple as that. Um, it, it was a, an embarrassing performance, top to bottom. The defense played their worst game of the season, including the defensive line, including the linebackers, the secondary. I, I mean, there were a lot of things that can piss off a lot of people in this game and and you know what feel free chat go ahead let me know what pissed you off the most because i think that this was maybe billy napier's worst performance as the head coach of the florida gators um i think that you could put it right up there with vanderbilt from last year which is also which i've been saying i think to me that was the worst performance of billy napier's career as a florida gators head coach um it just it it, it just sucked it was a poor performance from top to bottom Look at the offense. The play calling was once again bad. Um, you look at the defense. They just came out soft. And it was a lot of players. It wasn't just a couple of D-line. It wasn't just a couple of linebackers. It was a lot of players came out playing poorly. Jordan Castell had the worst game of his young freshman career so far. Jalen Kimber, on the first drive, there was a play where Jalen Kimber like ran in um, with Ray Davis on, on the second run of the game, Jalen Kimber just ran in, head down, not paying attention, just went in, and Ray Davis just was like, oh, you're not going to look at me at all? Okay, I'll just run right past you. There were stuff like that. Pin pull, I, I, I swear we had LSU 2021 where they just ran counter, and it worked every single time. And then today, Kentucky ran pin pull, which pin pull is, is one of my favorite concepts that you can see in football um I, as as always i'll get to the chat in the second half someone just said etn's overrated uh who's that indio said etn is overrated indio is is a brain dead moron there's no other way to put that one but pin pull is one of my favorite concepts and and, it, and it's very 
self-explanatory here. The tight end pins the edge defender down to the out, down to the inside. Tackle and center usually pull out wide and they're lead blocking. And they just destroyed Florida's defense with that the entire time. It was embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. And I know that Peter Bukowski with Locked On Packers said this on Thursday night about the Packers and Lions rivalry where he was like, hey, the, the rivalry's flipped and now we're on the other side of it. And right now that's what's happening on the other side of this Florida Gators rivalry with the Kentucky Wildcats. Now Florida's on the receiving end of three straight losses. Three, and every single time it was literally just Kentucky going, we're going to be really physical with you and you're going to let us. And that's what happened every single time. And, and it's just, it, it's rough. Like, I, I know Kentucky's fan base shows up. They had a great, like, they were loud. They were all that. That's fine. Like, they, they made an impact on the game. I don't care about that because now this is, yet again, Billy Napier's team going on the road and not showing up. And that has to be... I, I think the biggest takeaway here for me, it, it's it's that the coaching failed the players today. There are plenty, and I mean plenty of issues across this roster. But the biggest issue today was, uh, okay, here's the thing again, Indio. Uh, ETN had 162 yards against Tennessee. You really are brain dead. You don't deserve an opinion in any way, shape, or form for the rest of your life, really. Um, but the, the today, the coaching staff failed the players. And again, I understand that there are plenty of areas to be low on on this team, specifically the offensive line is one of them. Yes, the pass catchers are not very deep, I'll say. I think they've got some dudes, but not very deep. But the coaching staff failed today, and there's no other way to put that. Even when you do look at the offensive line and their struggles, the coaching staff failed there because this is a this is an offensive line that just can't hang right now. Simple as that. They just cannot hang right now. And this offensive line, a lot of it was built by this coaching staff. I understand you have Kingsley Walken, Austin Barber were here before that, Richie Leonard was here before that. There are plenty of players who were here before that. Kingsley Walken has been average. But let's get that out of the way. Been average. And that's been something where he's been average. Maybe he's the better of the options at center. But, but if he is, then he's still average at best. You look at just th this team, the offensive line, the, or the offensive play calling was so bad. Uh, the offensive play calling was just atrocious, and I hate, I don't know who he's saying, if you can't spell his name, keep it out of your mouth and your ignorant comments, yikes. But it's it's just, it, it was bad, the offensive play calling. There's no other way to put it. Um, there were some plays where, like, Graham Mertz deserves a round of applause. I will give him so much credit. He's made some bad plays. Like, you look at one of the sacks he took in the second half, uh, the defensive lineman rushed between the right tackle and the right guard. Right tackle passed him off to the right guard, so he was on the outside of the right guard, and Graham Mertz like, rolled to that side, making it a lot easier to get off the block and make the play. So there were some plays like that. But Graham Mertz also had plays where he rolled out, extended the plays. The little, the stupid backyard like like toss to Trevor Etienne as he's getting sacked, 
it's not a sexy play at all, but it's a play that he made that a lot of quarterbacks wouldn't have made. So we'll give Graham Mertz credit there. There were a few plays where Andy Jean had a freshman play where it was like, oh, he caught the ball um, on, on a second and long after it was in the fourth quarter. There was a run or maybe late third quarter. There was a run play and they lost yardage and then they threw a quick strike to Andy Jean and he had the first down in front of him and instead chose to dance around and stuff like that. That just can't happen. And if I'm not mistaken, that was the play that ended with fourth and one. They were going to go for it with Wildcat and then there was a false start. That was a, a bad call. But here's the thing. I'm not going to blame officiating for this loss. You don't blame officiating for a loss in which you allow, what, 300 rushing yards almost to Ray Davis? You don't blame the officials for that. You blame the coaches. Linebackers played their worst game of the year, and they've been good this year. They like The, the linebackers have been great this year. They played a dog crap game today. Secondary, Jason Marshall had, I think, the funniest sequence anybody's ever had where he got beat for a first down while losing 23-0. Beat for a first down. Uh, forces an incompletion. Celebrates down 23-0 and then drops a potential pick six. That was maybe the funniest sequence that I've ever seen. I know that there are a lot of Florida Gators fans that are like, we need to hire an OC. Billy needs to hire an offensive call, an offensive coordinator, new offensive play caller. Here's the thing. That is an issue that I think doesn't get addressed until the end of the season at the very earliest. I would love it if Nape handed play calling duties over to like Ross Callaway, who has play calling uh, experience before. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. Um, so there, there's just stuff like that, that it's embarrassing. This was nothing short of an embarrassing performance. We'll get to the chat in just a second before we get to them. And, and before I get to you all who I know you've been having so much, so much fun with this game. I do have to tell you guys first about LinkedIn because today's episode of Lockdown Gators is bonus episode of Lockdown Gators brought to you by LinkedIn jobs. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you've access to the best qualified candidates available. Billy, I'm sure there's a special teams coach out there. I'm sure there's someone with offensive play calling duty out there. I'm just saying that's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job, add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, spread the word that you're hiring. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to. Faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And also today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel. So snap into action this NFL Sunday tomorrow with FanDuel, America's number one sports with new customers. Bet $5, get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Win or lose, throw down a first touchdown parlay. I have one of those every week and first few weeks of the season. They've gone all right. Round robins hit. The parlays have not. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action. You can bet on college football games that are happening today and tonight, even ones that are happening right now, and the NFL tomorrow. And, and it's it's a profit machine. I'm just telling you. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season right. Remember that FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. And now uh, we're spending the rest of this just just going through the chat. Let let let's talk about this because it's it's rough. Oh, cousin Eddie, what's up, buddy? 
haven't been here in a while. I haven't seen you, man. Miss you. Uh, been some time. Love that you still have that profile picture. Um, uh, Brandon Alter is like very upset, and I don't know why. Like, like he's upset with me, and I don't get it. Um, I, I bet he's unhappy in his life, and that's fine. But yeah, that, that that's fine with me. Uh, I'm just ignoring the ones that are that are just redundant. Um, yeah, can our coaches count? I don't think they can. I don't, I don't think the coaches can count. If you look at special teams and defense, I, I don't think they can count. Um, make sure you mention Blue Chip Billy, Hype Boy. Look, okay, here, here's one thing. You can think I'm a sunshine bumper or whatever you want to think, and that's fine. I have always said, and I will always say, the, the only thing I care about is that you know you're getting my honest opinion when I talk about these things. So if you think that my honest opinion is too optimistic, that's fine. Just know that it's just my honest opinion. Uh, offensively, defensively, coaching, basketball, football, everything. It's it's just my honest opinion. Um, if you disagree with it, that's fine. You're entitled to do that. Uh, Billy needs an OC and the DC was exposed today. It was rough to watch. I don't think the DC was exposed today. Pinpole whooped their... Uh, let's, Pinpole destroyed them. But I don't think he was necessarily exposed. I think Pinpole is just a very tough concept to stop. And so we'll we'll put the QB there. We'll put the running back there. We'll put receiver here, receiver here, uh, and we'll just throw a receiver over there. So pin pull right here, and we'll put end tackle tackle end. Okay, so that's that's pin pull right there. That that's just like the scheme that we're showing up here. Tight end blocks down. Tackle pulls out wide and blocks. Center pulls out wide and blocks. Guard takes the tackle. Guard takes the tackle. Guard takes the tackle. Running back runs out wide, and he's got that. And that. so that's what we're looking at with with pin pull there. I don't know if you could see that. So you see how right here we have like the center pulls, the tackle pulls, the tight end right over here is setting the edge against the end. He's like pinning him inside. That's the pin pull a lot. And then the center and the tackle are the pulling part of that right there. So you see that pin pull, and you saw counter a lot, which is also pulling offensive linemen across the formation. But it then just sets your running back up with linebackers and safeties. And if your linebackers and safeties aren't the ones making the plays, then you're in for a very bad time. And we'll show you what counter is here, too. It's usually, if I'm not mistaken, it's usually guard and tackle counter. So we'll throw five offensive linemen, tight end, uh, QB, we'll put running back, we'll put receiver, and we'll put end, tackle, tackle, end there. And so it's offensive line blocks down, tackle, and guard pull across. And then you have that little counter step and that run. So that's that's what we're talking about when we say like GT counter, which Florida runs a bit of as well right here. You have these three linemen are blocking down inside, and then the guard in the center pull around them and they're or the guard and the tackle pull around them and they're blocking. And a lot of that requires your linebackers to have good eyes, high IQ, and be able to make the play in the run game and be able to shed blocks. And they did not do that against Kentucky. And that's one of the reasons that Kentucky gashed them. We saw the same issue with Todd Grantham and the Florida Gators in uh, 2021 against LSU. And they kept running that counter and it would Tyrion Davis price went off for what, like 297 yards or something like that. And it, it's plays like that where your linebackers have to be up to par. And the Florida Gators linebackers, simply put, were not up to par there. 
so, so there were things like that where it, it was just as simple as they got whooped in specific ways. Um, you are a pump. That's fine, Brandon Alger. That's fine. Um, Hayden touchdown, though. Hayden, Hayden touchdown, though. I, I will say this. That was one thing for me where obviously I'm not like, oh, I don't care about the game. But like I was like, there's at least a positive for me to take away from there being that Hayden scored a touchdown. Um, that was really awesome to see. Glad that we finally threw the ball to the six foot six, almost six foot seven guy in the in the red zone and in the end zone. Glad we finally figured that one out. Um, hopefully we continue to see plays like that. Ricky's touchdown was awesome. Um, I mean, this was just it, it was a bad performance. There were a couple of highlight plays, but it was a bad performance. I will say that I am I, I can't believe Devin Moore got caught by the kicker on the blocked extra point. Um it it was wild, wild to see. But I think that when you look at this game and you look at like, like I know that a lot of people are like, oh, like this is the game that's going to get Billy Napier uh, fired. And we talked about this in the Lockdown Gators Discord, which the links in the description below. But we talked about this there, where I don't care about having that discussion because contractually, just like financially, it, it's not like it's not even going to be a conversation until after this year. After this year, you can go look at Vanderbilt 2022, look at Utah 2023, look at Kentucky 2023, and look at these performances when you're evaluating, is he our guy? That's not going to be a mid-season conversation here. I will say that the rest of this season will determine whether or not the Florida Gators fan base really turns on, on this coaching staff because it's embarrassing that every time you go on the road, you just go out there and lay an egg. It's very embarrassing. Uh, this is supposed to be a program that w- was always going to have a rough year, but the product on field was supposed to be better. And the fact of the matter is, I'm not convinced the product on field is better. The defense has been stellar in every game except today. So I, I don't want to hear too much about the defense. You're allowed to have a bad game when you're, you know, a bunch of 19-year-olds. Like, like we can't go, oh my God, look at all the true freshmen that are playing for the Florida Gators. That's so cool. And at the same time, be like, they had a bad game. They suck. They're true freshmen and sophomores. and Like they're learning how to play in meaningful games. That's not necessarily the big issue. It's that you can't get this team motivated to play. Billy Napier was publicly pretty annoyed that this was a noon game. He was like, you know, we like later games, again, but we we play games when we're told to show. Why can you not get guys motivated to play games at noon? Why can you not get guys motivated to play uh, to play on the on the road? Like there are certain issues like that that those are the things that scare me. Offensive play caller, I'm I'm not going to say I know that Florida is going to hire an offensive coordinator after this season or an offensive play caller after the season. I will say that there's definitely going to be a lot of internal pressure to do so and hire an offensive coordinator or an offensive play caller after the season because it's just not working out. I, w- I will also say it's wild that downfield passing, we had open guys. We had many, many plays that could have worked out if, the, if just a little bit differently. And it's annoying that, that those worked out the way that they did or could have worked out that way if it was like the Caleb Douglas big play would have been a massive play, possibly a touchdown if Graham Mertz got the ball there. 
the Caleb Douglas, or sorry, the Caleb Douglas target that wasn't caught. He did then catch it. And Caleb Douglas, is he's not someone that's going to separate frequently, but he can win those contested catches. And if you can't separate and you can win those contested catches, then you can play and you belong on the football field. So there's plays like that. But it, it's frustrating that the, the vertical passing game had receivers open downfield today. The vertical passing game had players in position to make big plays. And now I'm sitting here thinking, why don't you go to it more? Uh, hi from Lexington. Sorry for your loss. Thanks. Appreciate you. Um, so, yeah, I, Mitchell, I'm not saying they played too early. I'm saying Billy Napier in his press conference this week was clearly not thrilled with a noon playing time. I'm not saying they're playing too early. I love noon kickoffs because it means that even if they break my heart like today, I can go about the rest of my day and not be miserable. Um, and if they win, then I get to celebrate all day. So I love it. But I'm saying that Billy Napier seemed like he was unhappy with a noon kickoff time. Florida State's way Spurrier, Meyer. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yep, fully agree with that one. Uh, Napier does need to improve the scheme. I don't know if he will. I, again, like I know Bud Davis on Twitter, J. Bud Davis, if you don't know. He's, he's done some things where it's like the pistol can work. The, the pistol offense can work. I, I do think pistol's fine. Wide zone is fine. There are plenty of things that the Florida Gators do well schematically. The passing game is just what really lacks. And the passing game is what's killing you. And it's not the passing game because of Graham Mertz. It's not the passing game last year because of Anthony Richardson. It's the passing game because of Billy Napier. And he needs to adjust some things like that. He needs to modernize and he needs to get more vertical. Because the vertical routes were open today. The vertical plays were there today. You need to trust Graham Mertz to do it more frequently. And then teams will back off the run so much. I do think that there there are certain things where after week one and we were talking about Utah and it was like, why didn't Arthur's Boardingham play? And there was the I floated out there. He was healthy. Okay. It wasn't a health thing. I know for a lot of young guys, it, it's will they pick up the playbook? Are they ready to play mentally? And I go back to the uh I, I go back to the fourth down where Arliss Boardingham was he he caught the ball and I think Graham made Graham Mertz made the right read in the in the right throw. Arliss has to run that route behind the first down marker. He used to run that past the sticks and he didn't. I think that's one of those things where you see the inexperience, the little mental part there. Um so yeah I, I think that uh Dion would take over at Florida. No he wouldn't like Dion Dion's not going to work I think long term college i don't think his style of coaching is sustainable long term so i will say that um the honest broker said if you look at analysis by qbs like kurt warner or sullivan orlovsky they all find the passing scheme lacking have they done videos on florida at all uh, that's a genuine question um because I, I don't i don't remember seeing them ever do a video about passing scheme for the florida gators um so let's see uh other players do care about the other spot. I don't know. Um, okay. Anyway, that's at least Billy finished the game with it all three. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that. Um, the passing game is lacking. I do think that offensive line is not good enough to consistently operate. I think that Graham Mertz has exceeded expectations by a huge margin, but he still makes those Graham Mertz mistakes. Um, 
defense. I mean, look, the the defense at they just sucked today. But I have a hard time being really mad at them because this is the first time they sucked all season. Even the Utah game. Honest Broker, who who did the video? Because I want to watch it anyway. But the defense, even the Utah game, the defense played fine. They had a couple miscues, but it's like that was week one. Those were kind of expected. Um, okay. Um, that, that There's stuff like that that just... That just sucks. Thank you, Honest Broker. I will look those up because I do love JT O'Sullivan's videos, especially. Um, but yeah, thank you for making Lockdown Gators your first or second listen of the day. I know that today wasn't a great day, and I know we're not going to go too in-depth on, on what really happened in that game because, as you all know, I'm going to watch for a third time probably, like a second and third time probably before uh, the Monday show. But thank you for allowing me to do this as a job. Again, I know I say this frequently, but like allowing me to do this as a job is incredible. And I very much appreciate you just just giving me this this platform. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting or not supporting and hating. Um, that's fun for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon if you want. Find my written work with whole nine sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. And uh, I will see you all. What's that thing that just came in? That's damn ugly and disappointing. Thanks. Thanks, crazy anime gamer appreciate that <laughs> that thank you thanks that made me feel great but thank you very much um i will see you all monday feel free to join the lockdown gators discord and continue conversation there but as of now yeah i, I will see you all on monday and i hope you have a great one